0: so much to look forward to and you know we're we're definitely here to you know empower people and i've been i've actually been excited about clubhouse for a second because i've really been looking at all the commitment and all the things that we have to do to stay connected online and even with the new apps coming up i feel like clubhouse has really built a community and and i love the community we're in so it's a pleasure to have you here again Thank you. Likewise, it's a
1: pleasure to be here. Anytime.
0: Um, guys, welcome as well, right? We'd like to welcome what, two or three people in the room. Yes, welcome MJ, welcome Isabella, welcome Sweater. You know, you guys are all welcome to the Pinterest and SEO marketing club. You know, if you've not followed us, please follow us. We're going to be very excited to have you here. Some of the new things that we're going to be having on this platform, especially on this in this amazing Pinterest and SEO marketing club is that we're going to be having some giveaways and I've been thinking about it for a long time. And I just realized that at the end of every conversation and also through the podcast, which is also here um, right now, the We Don't Play podcast station, we want to keep you guys informed about everything that we're doing and also keep in touch with you. And most definitely I'll be reaching out to each and every one of you that's in the club as a member, and we'll be able to discuss how you can... So you can be able to get in contact with us, get some email lists, because you may not be in clubhouse all the time, you know, listen to all the rooms that we have. But I want to keep you guys up to date with the knowledge and the content that we have. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you, Kanan and CJ. Sweater and MJ are up now. Hey, MJ, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Especially in the pinterest field and i thought some of you are business owners or work in marketing or an industry where you know visuals photography is important or emailing or you have a blog or a website like it's actually good to know some basic things if you are at that level or any advanced questions and this is a bit of a collaboration where favor is like the expert a bit more is definitely pinterest strategy expert because that's you know, massive area that's undervalued or you know underutilized, shall I say? And it's an amazing strategy to drive traffic to your websites. You know, to uh, so many other channels, and that's what he'll touch upon as well, and so will I. And I do marketing and communications and strategy, so it all links up. So feel free, guys, to ping people in. We haven't started yet come on stage, ask a question, anything big or small, and we really hope you learn something today, whether it's about Pinterest marketing, email marketing, blogging, search engine optimi- optimization, is basically like, you know, the content on your websites and things, like all keywords, those are the words that kind of, in the back end, that kind of link to when people search for something, say travel, or globetrotting, and J. Meeting, so we got a bit late, but we just relax, enjoy, and join us on stage. Ping people, we'll ping a few too, and we'll start in about say ten, twenty seconds, favor.
0: Yes, ten exactly. Ten and twenty seconds—that's perfect. Exactly, we're going to be here. And
1: (laughs) And yes, and then we've got Simon in the. Do you remember Simon from the hotel marketing?
0: He's here, so welcome. Yes. Um, hey CJ, CJ's a friend too, so
1: I know MJ and CJ from my trial rooms or her trial rooms, or CJ and I have been in other rooms. And we really, honestly, Favor can go a million miles. Sometimes you have to slow him down. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> so much. I said to him, go to slow it down. Uh, so yeah, Favor, that's one thing to bear in mind, especially if you guys maybe have limited or minimal knowledge. Or, you know, do you guys on stage uh, actually know anything about any of the things in the title? It would be good to know.
2: So I love Pinterest. I I used to own a design, design company. However, I use it for my own personal like filing system and things like that. And I actually did a wedding for my goddaughter, so we shared like a Pinterest board um, with. Someone else, so it was a way for us to sort of cultivate and like, and we did that in a private. But I have no idea how to to do it for search engine optimization oh, or anything like that. Business, would, right? Yeah, business it's like called, business, all the oh pleasure, and personal stuff that I know. Right? I do You're think the it's the right right. place? Yeah, it's a great tool. So I'm just gonna say that I'm my this is crazy and whatever. I'm off the beaten path, like doing something with my hands so I'm here listening but it's hard for me to get to my mic because I've got to weigh out nuts. My son's allergic to nuts and he's, he's like in a oh. study. So, so I'm no sitting worries. here weighing nuts so I'm listening. Okay
1: guys? <laughs> I promise you you will take away a lot of gems and now that we know for example MJ you've used Pinterest personally you know you don't actually know how to utilize it you know in a professional manner and how to try to fix it from pinterest which is like a google almost for your website because that's what you know favor will elaborate on yeah um, right well i'm
2: looking forward to it i mean i oh, always find incredible. it strange when people follow my boards and things like that because i'm like like this is just what I like. there's stories
1: there's so much so yeah. I'll also establish what Sweater and CJ know or are. In, you know like what's your journey so far guys with Pinterest or email marketing or blogging or SEO do you know much do you know a little a lot where are you guys both at we'll start with Sweater if that's okay Hey, hi, thanks Hey, and welcome. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't <left laughs> you earlier. Welcome to yeah. Pinterest we and in SEO marketing. But today we'll cover general communications as well. Sure. Right. Depending on who's in the room, so we'll cater it to you guys. So okay. how, how are you? And, um, you know, the title is a bit long, but, you, you know, call to action, which is CTA, is when you, in case you don't know that, is when you ask your customer or audience or user do something like book now or download or subscribe or click so um, anything in the title that stands out to you or you'd like to know more about
3: yeah i'm a small business owner you know i have two websites two instagram shops and i'm kind of pivoting my journey to be a digital marketing consultant so i was wondering if we were and you could help me how to do that so with the help of all this
1: pages yeah. all this talk yes. to get overloaded just maybe pick one yeah. area that really yeah, will help with you yeah, yeah. and email marketing of course. Fantastic. I so can much. help with the email for sure uh, Thanks, CJ you. hey my darling how are you and what is your kind of experience or interest level in any of the topics in the title uh, today hi.
4: So, um, so obviously I was doing dropshipping now and um, I kind of tried to branch out to affiliate marketing so at the moment mm-hmm. I do I do have a blog. Okay. I'm trying to link the Pinterest. Uh, ah. To to the blog.
1: Perfect. Um, so you've got a bit of experience. You started a little bit. Do you have Pinterest for business or are you? Um,
4: yeah. Of... I, I, you know what? I've only got Pinterest business maybe two weeks ago. Okay. So, so I'm seeing a lot of um, obviously impressions, but I still need to work yes. on sort of the the CTA. all. So, Fantastic.
1: Um, Fantastic. All right, so I think that gives us a really nice idea of at least of the people on stage. Isabella, I know you can't join us, but enjoy. And guys, please ping people in if you really think they could benefit. I mean, I'm not saying this. Favour is incredible. (laughs) Like, he is such an expert. Like, for him to give an hour of his time um, so generously for free, (laughs) even, like, because he's just so amazing. I think, you know, you guys are very lucky because I have been in his rooms and that's why I was like, right, we've got to collaborate He'll teach me. And he's just incredible honestly i'm telling you so hey mohammed as well mohammed's a friend let's see if you can come up mohammed works in marketing and in the banking sector and if you can come up Mohammed, amazing, if not, don't worry. We've just gone around the stage asking everyone so far, like, what's the experience or interest in any of the topics in the title, whether it's Pinterest for business, email marketing, comms, blogging, or SEO. Is it, you know, so MJ, for example, has used Pinterest personally, not for business. CJ has started using it. is interested in, like, email marketing and comms. So, yeah, I know you can't chat, but let's get started, Favor, when you are ready. So, this is Favor and I's collaboration. Um, so, are you going to record
5: Favor or not today? Oh,
0: yeah, I am. Today is going to be all recorded. And... <laughs> are you guys okay with that? I hope you guys are okay with that too. Because you guys will be I'm, Go ahead.
5: I'm fine with that.
0: Oh, I have it. I actually have it as the recording emoji because usually when people right, see yeah, that, the red dot, yeah, yeah, the yeah red... some people may not
1: realize
2: you are a bit newer, do you know?
0: <laughs> That's true. Okay. I'll <laughs> yes. definitely make sure of that because, um, actually I'll put, actually put that first before the title so that it's clear yeah. and everybody's so aware.
1: comes on stage, favor, don't worry, we can reset.
0: Welcome, okay. Christina.
1: Uh, yes, don't worry, Favour. And guys, yeah, so honestly, just relax, even myself. It's chilled. Um, so, favor, should we give? And oh, yeah, please, please ping if you think anyone will find it useful or would learn or benefit. Would really appreciate it. Also, you know, it helps promote uh, the expertise in the room and favor and myself. Not in a big-headed way, but just like if we want to help people, um, we do this. I do this as a professional. So does favor. Like I'm working with American Express right now, doing something really cool, hey. with communications and launching a product and be samsung next week hopefully so favor does his stuff so yeah we really want to help uh we're at like mid to senior level strategy
4: exactly
1: We charge a lot normally per day, so um, over to you, babe. I was in enough and kind of warmed up the room and got
2: people
0: going. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You guys are all welcome to be here today because I really want to talk about Pinterest SEO marketing, how you can be able to turn your passion and your purpose into profit. And sometimes it's hard to do that when you don't have the right strategy. And today I want to give you some quick tips that you can use, especially using Pinterest, because most people think that Pinterest is not a social media, neither is a search engine, but it's an actual visual tool that allows you to actually get closer to your best client or your best lead or your best warm audience. Because we're on social media every day doing something that is beneficial to us. But sometimes when you think about the amount of time you have to put in like being on clubhouse for an hour or being on instagram every day posting or doing something on tiktok it takes your time it takes your effort it takes that that day away you have 24 hours in a day you're spending almost 40% of it working on your dream and it definitely works to your advantage but when you think about pinterest when you think about seo those are the two keywords that are going to help you pivot from just having a business online to actually being seen online because you're thinking about visual search. We're in 2021 right now, people are searching with Siri, with Alexa. People are searching for things quickly. People want to see things quickly. And if you're that person that wants to be seen, then you have to put yourself out there in a way that people can find you. You can have an amazing audience full of people, you know, checking you out. But if those people are not resonating with you, then you're having a very slow audience. You're you're having a very quiet audience that actually gives you uh, a different approach that when you're thinking about business and you're thinking about somebody learning from you, especially that someone that's new to you, especially on Pinterest, somebody that is learning from you on Pinterest is learning about you on first appearance, on first impression. And sometimes you don't get a second impression or third. So the best way on Pinterest to really grow and with your blogs and with your marketing is to stay consistent with the same keyword and what do i mean by a keyword a keyword is a search query that google puts out to you as a result when you search for that on google or youtube or pinterest and how you're able to be found is based on the long-term keyword people talk about a long tail keyword that's about two to five words so even when you're searching for something on google You can use two to five words, and those two to five words are able to help you figure out what exactly you're looking for within that search. So you get a whole different type of, you know, Google search results. You usually get about 10 Google search results a page. So each page has about 10 links. And how you want to end up on the first page on Google highly depends on how much value you're adding to that keyword. And that takes time. If you've never heard of answerthepublic.com, that'll be the first place I'll tell you to go to. Because you can search any country in the world and you can be able to search between one to two keywords and then it will give you a complete new list of questions that people are actually searching on queries to Google search or to Yahoo or to any other social search engine. And then from there, you can be able to start creating content. Because most times people think, oh, I have a blog, I have an email marketing sequence, I have an SEO practice, I have a Pinterest board, but I don't have an audience, I don't have a strategy, I don't have a a clear indication of this is what I'm serving. This is what I like about Pinterest, that you can literally think of Pinterest as a grocery store. If you're going to every aisle, each aisle has a section of things that you want to get from each of those aisles. Think about your aisles like you think about your Pinterest boards. If somebody is going into your fashion Pinterest board, they should see exactly fashion. And the fashion that's in there has something called subsections. So you can create your subsections and build from there. So before I go any further, I would like you know Amra to jump in a little bit and also let us know about what your experience has been across the social media channels.
1: Absolutely. So as you were saying, favor, uh, just to kind of add to You were saying knowing your audience, who are you serving, who is your customer, what are they looking for? So, especially for some of you in the room who have maybe a small business, or whether it's a large corporation, doesn't matter. You must know who are your users. What are the typical three or four profiles of them, you know? Like, we call them personas. So, like, what are their interests? What are their pain points like what could your service or product serve them with or put a solution for them or kind of meet that need or solve that problem and then understand their behaviors like what channels they operate on maybe you know what are their values in life do their value is it sustainability is it you know design and creativity um the more you get to know your users the more you can kind of center your messaging around that, your boards around that, on any channel, your imagery, your calls to action, which means what you would like them to do. So, another amazing and important starting point is create or find out or do some form of user research where you really should know if you have a travel agency, who's coming? Is it 18 to 35 year olds? Is it 55 plus? Is it the retired? Is it those with the most disposable income? The more you can understand your audience, and understand maybe say two to at least two to four typical profiles, which are called user personas, like for example. You could have, a, you know, tourism agency where backpackers use them. You know, eighteen to say twenty-five. You could have also those that are with families. You know, that book that agency. That's completely different user persona in terms of what they need, what they're looking for, maybe average spend, uh, what experiences they'd like, the duration they might book for. If that makes any sense, so really understand. Okay, who is my audience? Who's using my product or service? How can I best kind of meet their needs? And how can I add value? And then once you start understanding that, you know, getting inside their heads, you can, everything kind of falls from that. You're being user centric. So the messaging you put in your emails, maybe, or even like the comments you write on your Instagram, you know, simple as that, or on Pinterest, your descriptions, the blogging that you might do on your website really, really helps you because you've got your audience in mind. Um, so I just want you to say that If you're not doing that already Start to And if you need any help You can reach out to myself um, It's extremely useful Once you know your audience And you know How they operate And what other brands They might like If um, you really start getting A really good idea of them You know um, Like as a, as a whole um, Not only in that industry, you operate So, say if you're in travel, maybe see them as individuals outside of travel too. What interests do they have? You know, um, do they keep fit? <laughs> do they? Uh, what are their life goals? And then you can start when you do your content as well, providing content around those things. So, for example, if your typical user is digitally savvy, you know they like tech. You might write an article on you know the latest news and I don't know something tech related or anything that, you know, you might find relevant. It doesn't have to be that specific niche of your product or your industry or your service. Is that making sense? Any questions so far? Anyone on stage?
3: Yeah, I love that. Uh, Even, in fact, I'm kind of doing the same thing for my two websites. So I'm creating the audience and sending the welcome emails and they're following the sequence and it's really helping me a
1: lot. Thanks
3: so much,
1: Amra. That's a pleasure. So yeah, if if you haven't already, sweater you can create user personas, get some templates from online. You know, just something basic. Even what are their goals, frustrations? um, What are their values? What are their needs? You know, like an overall kind of generic, yeah, uh, Uh, view of them. Like what do they do in their spare time? Stuff like that. So that'd be really good.
3: Thanks. I just have one small question. Uh, I think most of my emails are getting open but they're not replying like what is the best tactic to get you know some replying some then they could reply me back there's
1: many there's so many things it could be your you know subjects of your email it could be the content itself it could be um, the messaging you put inside it could be the call to action which might be not very clear or like you might say you know you might want to divert them to your website so there's many many things which we could do another room on but i'd like to hold that thought for now if that's okay and yes, yes, yes. You, you will hear some more things further on in the room but it could be simply as the content is it relevant is it personal um is there enough information that the user needs is it alluring them to an offer or a service um you know this should be something in there a hook that should make them kind of go from the email hopefully to your website or wherever it may be a social channel that sure. all comes down to messaging content subject lines imagery how immersive and interactive your email is um etc so i'll stop there and i'd like to say yeah, hello so to yeah. no that's okay i'd like to say hello to a as because i was joined the room Um, Any other questions so far? MJ, did you want to say something? Yeah,
2: I have a question. Um, You know, this is for Instagram, and I know we're talking about Pinterest, so I don't even know how you ask a question on Pinterest. But um, for Instagram, like, does it matter if you drive them somewhere else, or do you just want to engage them? Like, like, I just recently posted something, and I said, tag someone you want to go here with. So, like, if somebody adds a name, that's, like, an engagement. But do I need to say, like, go to our blog or like, does it, we don't even have a blog just yet. So I'm yeah. Looking, I'm not doing that, but I guess I'm just looking to see, is, is there a, a level of engagement that is optimal?
0: What I would definitely up. say is that for Instagram, it's a visual platform too, but it's mostly based on community. So as a community, you have to engage with them. And the best place to actually do that would be on your stories. And having interactive quizzes, having interactive polls, having interactive sliders and, and giving people actually what they're looking for within that day is really good as a lead. Because you may post something and not, not everybody sees it on your post, but sometimes they may see it on your story. So if you have a story for the day and you have a content planner, then what you can do is that on your post, direct them. There's something called a primary call to action. And then there's a secondary call to action. The primary call to action would be somewhere towards the bottom, which means they have to read it. And that primary call to action will be either to tell them where to go and how to get there, and then the secondary call to action is reminding them of why they need to get there because that call to action is going to emphasize what they've talked about and what you've actually put in the post. And then when you send them to your story, for example, and then the next thing would be, okay, click on the link in my bio to learn more about why we're talking about this in the story today. They'll be like, oh, what's in the story today? They enter the story and now they see an interactive poll. If anybody creates a vote or anybody you know participates, Reach out to them with a DM and ask them and follow up. And then from there, that leads to a conversation that will now let you up, you know, take them to your email list or to your website or to a podcast, but something that you're gonna lead them from a post that is general to a DM that is specific. It really takes strategy, but you can be able to do that in a sequence. And sometimes you don't have to tell them what to do. You may just send them there. And if they really need it, then because you have a call to action in your blog or you have a website that has that direct need, then they can opt in naturally. And that's where you can start to build engagement. Does that make sense?
2: Yes. sorry. I'm slow to get to my mic, guys, because my hands are covered. (laughs) That's okay. Um, Yeah, it does make sense, except for I'm not fully equipped on social media just yet. So all we're trying to do right now is just, uh, you, yes. And I did learn the other day, like instead of just pretty pictures, put content that actually helps.
1: that yeah. drives toward, Yeah. So we're, we're, we <laughs> MJ working. Start with one channel and do it really well, whether it's your right. Instagram or your website, that is the best advice, right? Flavor, Flav- Flav- you would agree?
0: Yeah, I I'll, uh, I'll definitely I agree because I think the best way to grow on social media is to be found within the search query that people are looking for. Like, res- so, yes.
2: Ju- you know, so here's the thing. Like, originally when I started on Clubhouse, Okay. So now we're sort of changing that up. But is Instagram the first one to, and I don't even know what, well, I kind of know. We're sort of just getting an idea of what we want to do. But um, is that the first one that that you suggest really developing?
0: I, I would not say first because Instagram is a social media platform. And if you want to maximize on your engagement, honestly speaking, I'm going to route for Pinterest any day, every day. Wow. Because, oh, because because yeah. when you have a pinterest business account it's no longer a search engine it's a toolbox it's your interface it's your dashboard it's literally telling you that somebody's searching for inspirational quotes in new york and you're the first person they're looking for because they're within this demographic that your people are searching for that keyword in and how you can find that specific detail that i just hypothetically described is by having a search engine optimization plan. And what that is, is that you have to figure out what is the age range, what is the psychographic, what is the sociographic, what are people looking for? Because some people may love to go to Whole Foods to shop and may not go somewhere else. And those people that you take them, then you're running an ad to may be now focused on health and wellness. Now you know who the kind of people are going there. It's family-oriented. So when you think about society, when you think about community, when you think about culture, Pinterest has all that. And the best part about it is that you have about 100 million active users inspired. And that's what Pinterest actually advocates for, inspiration. When you think about inspiring someone to make a move, to make a decision, it's highly based on how the call to action is described and how it's placed. And Pinterest for business gives you the Pinterest analytics. It gives you the trends. It gives you the recommendations. You now have Pinterest story pins because on Instagram stories after 24 hours, if you want to see that again, you either have to put in your highlights or repurpose it into a reel or something. But if you think about Instagram stories versus Pinterest stories, Pinterest stories now turns into a board. It turns into a pin it turns into a permanent sticker that you can now put as a how-to guide from a visual standpoint that you send right back to your website, which you have claimed from your Pinterest account. And then if you put that in a blog and somebody sees that as a search result on Google, then you can start to actually rank because now it's no longer about the quantity, it's about the quality and the domain authority that you have on your SEO website is where you're able to start to leverage because something you, something that you might actually rank for today, you may rank for even better two years from now because it may be a search topic, but you had to be specific in that keyword that you're actually describing. Does that make it any clearer, MJ? Well, it makes it clearer. It does make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would... I would... <laughs> I would definitely say that the social media is not hard. And I was just talking about this on my podcast recently with an amazing um, person. Her name is B here, uh, B, uh, Brittany Hesburgh, and she does massage therapy um, and has a profession. And I was we're just talking about it on a podcast. And I mentioned that social media is only about 10, 15 years old and it, it's still new and we're still growing But at the same time, we have so much to cover and by using Pinterest and SEO and you have an email workflow, these things are going to help you in the long run because you don't want to be posting every day and you don't want to be posting five to 25 pins a day. That's very exhausting. But when you think about the quality and the structure of how you're creating your posts, then Pinterest actually gives you a leeway because you may, put, you may pin something today and when somebody searches for that query, they're going to see Pinterest results and they're going to see your pin there as well, located next to your website. So you're literally helping the algorithm get more results for them because you're engaging with the audience and giving people a better result based on the competition that's actually out there. And there are some ways you can technically do that that actually saves you time.
1: especially in your industry mj you're in travel so you can absolutely inspire with the imagery with the descriptions you know and like entice people and once they're searching you've put so many different search terms and as uh favor was saying you can go on to was it my web my public what was that website again
0: <laughs> oh it's called answer the public.com
1: answer the public which shows you right which are the most popular questions being asked which is insane Uh, So you can look on there, and then kind of like cater your pins and your boards around
2: that. Let's.
0: I was just gonna say something, Amra. I was like, let's actually do it together. Let's actually do it right now with MJ. MJ, give me a a word or two because I just thought about it. Let's actually be practical about it. Give me one or two words right now that's that's within your market right now. MJ, are you there?
1: Um, I know she's working, she works in the travel. So if you go on her Instagram, maybe glo- let's do globe trotting maybe, or let's do, let's do travel club possibly. It's
0: best to ask her. <laughs> I know. MJ, you there? I don't know if MJ is there, but, um, definitely if you think about creating content for your market it saves you a lot of time when you're actually creating call to actions. And even in this club and in this room today, we're talking about call to action with Pinterest, email marketing, blogging, and SEO. And even sweater, you talked about email marketing earlier. And I wanted to, and I wanted to say this, I don't know if you've tried it and it does work. I literally put an email subject line to um, a few days ago. And what I said in the email subject line was do not open this email. If you don't have a business or a website, and people Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and people opened it people opened that email and i was not surprised by the same time i was because i realized that you have to meet them where they are but also kind of like give them that incentive to know that this is what i'm trying to solve because i know you don't have that wow yeah
3: absolutely that's fantastic i just have one small question so, is there any way we can build an email marketing list with interest followers?
0: Yes. You can do that? Yes, you can. Okay. The first yes. thing I would definitely say is, um, click the link in my bio on Instagram, okay. and then the first the first cover art you're gonna see there is gonna be called a social media marketing quiz. When um, please fill in that quiz till the end, and then I'm gonna give you a comprehensive response based on the question that you asked, because that's very specific. And I like that question when it comes to, you know, creating um, cult. You're welcome. Yeah, so with with email marketing, and I know Amra is also going to touch on this too, that when you think about Pinterest, you don't really get email addresses directly from Pinterest, but you get the emails through the call to actions from the pins to the place that you've claimed the website to. So if you have a blog talking about, um, I'll take, for example, e-commerce, let's say they're e-commerce trends, for example, and you're offering an affiliate program, for example, in the blog. Now, when you're talking about it on Pinterest, you're going, you're going to be engaging them based on the activity that is happening within the e-commerce trending society at the moment. And then you now capture that with a call to action to let them learn more about what's trending. And then when they do open the the call to action um, website, which will now be the blog, when, you, when they click on the blog, there should be something at the top, in the middle, and at the bottom where it has the same call to action like a landing page. And that should tell them where they can be able to find more about your product. And that will either lead to an email list. You don't have to do it three times, but at least once because that way people can be able to see it and not everybody has that um, eye when they're reading because sometimes when people are reading blogs or articles, they like to scroll all the way down and then start scrolling back up. So people have different reading styles. So it's always good to capture those different angles. And then when they now opt in because you had a keyword to that search on Pinterest, now they're going to find the keyword in your title. They'll find the keyword in your description. They're going to find the keyword in your alt text, which is your alternative text, which is also known as a keyword extra that you can also use on Instagram. And then you also have a destination link. Now, the destination link, I was talking about this SEO practice in one of the other rooms um, earlier this week, no, last week. And I was telling them that when you put a website, your website has a domain name. And that domain is a .com.co.org, but the forward slash right after that is also a keyword. So if you're also creating blogs, make sure that your keyword matches the volume that is being searched for within that actual keyword because it's also going to help you rank when you actually have um, web pages that are SEO treated. So within that keyword, if it's all over the place with your titles, your call to action, your in-text graphic, now the AI on Pinterest called Pixie is going to take that and it's going to now repurpose that content to people who are searching for that term. And then when they find you and you run it as an ad or you run it organically, people will find that blog a year later, a day later, and then they can now opt into the email address that you've actually created for them. Is that clear, Sweater? Oh, perfect. Thank
2: you so
3: much. I had no idea. Thank you so much. I, I was busy making
1: notes. Thanks so much again. Thank
0: you. You're welcome. Amra, do you have anything to add as well?
1: I think you've covered most of it I think just for today's kind of uh, level of information that we give out without overwhelming but just to reiterate just have clear call to actions which means what you would like your customer to do or signpost them to to do something or take them somewhere else clear messaging Um, if I don't know where you're at with your email marketing sweater in terms of segmenting uh, yeah, uh, I'm, there, uh, I'm there. And I
3: like. Uh, so as I mentioned, I have been doing that. Welcome sequence, uh, segmentation, and then okay. of course, yeah, I'm following the trend. But I, I really was
1: hoping to get some emails from kind interest. How often do, do you do. email? Send out an email actually. Uh, once a week. And do you think that's working for you? Do you have anything in your emails where it gives the customer an opportunity to reply or show interaction?
3: Well, on the second thought, I was thinking I didn't. I should have, like... Ah,
1: it could be even, like, a quiz. It could be a survey. It could be talking about a new offer or a new product, you know? Yeah. So, that's, that's the kind... that's so basically, have... I was
3: promoting my product, talk, talking about myself. Like, now okay. I think I shouldn't have done that, maybe.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's okay. You need to plan out, like, you know, an actual email strategy of what you'd... What you will say in each email in terms of content. It could mm-hmm. be an introduction about us, it could be new offers, it could be about news in your industry, it could be about the opening of a branch, if you have branches or a shop, you know, or new products right. added, it could be uh, customer reviews, you know, you could put, mm-hmm. you could post it, you could um, paste in some testimonials. There is so much you can do, but it takes a bit of thought, it takes right. a bit of planning. So you are in the birthdays and weddings wedding industry i'm just looking at your instagram uh, yes stuff. i am like yeah and you might ninja. want to even, again if you want to educate you could talk about top you know top five trending favors after covid 19 or as the world mm-hmm. reopens like this is what you need to tell your users not only about your products but the mm-hmm. content outside of it like i would want to know if i'm planning a wedding which favors are the best or which are most you know uh best value for money or design inspired or for a certain theme or which are most I don't know sourceable whatever your theme is or whatever your content is but provide that because don't just make it sound like a sale oh this is our products buy them (laughs) or like (laughs) these are the prices actually tell them tell them the journey about them Mm -hmm. are they handmade how are they made where are they sourced from?
3: You know? So suppose I'm trying to send you an email and I'm talking about your product, the inside story. How would you reply me back? Like, should I ask what's your best product?
1: I mean, what is? Th- what are the things you like right now or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want, if you could... Connect to Instagram, maybe for example. You know, you could take them to um, you could say or a blog. Join the discussion here if it's on your website or a Facebook group, whichever other channel that you have. You might want to connect that. Or if it's on your actual website, you could have a forum going, or you could have a little Q and A, depending on what what you can have functionality wise on your website. But actually, you know, you could just say find out more, or get involved, or share your thoughts, okay, or leave a review. Yeah. Um, where they can actually write or get in touch you know mm-hmm. um, yeah. get in touch or tag us with your best sure. tag us with your yeah. if, using, if they've bought from you if they're existing customers and they've purchased again it depends are they new customers are they existing have they purchased from you are they not have they shown an mm-hmm. interest so these are all the kind of metrics you can look at and depending yeah. on where they are in the customer journey and in the like marketing funnel that's how you can wow. target. but again yeah. think about who are the yeah, priorities? I have this. <laughs> that is like, to run Like, if it's strategy, like yes. of all of us in this room, we don't know your product, So, this will be, you know, a brand awareness, kind of product awareness type email. Like, you know, welcome to the name of your business. Let these are our products. Come and explore. That's a call to action. Come and explore mm-hmm. alone. You can have a link to your website and it takes the user to your website or your Instagram, whichever you prefer. And they can explore. It could be both because, mm-hmm. you know, they can look at pictures, they can read stories, they can see, People who've tagged you online, they can see other products that are similar, Uh, they can see prices, Uh, they can find out the ingredients inside of a product, if that's what you're offering, or whatever it may be, but there is a lot, so plan it out a little bit and think how do you want your users to feel excited, inspired, educated, intrigued, curious, you know? Yeah, So, there's a lot more, but I trying to keep it quite basic, because there's different stages of the brand... Buying journey as well, it's like awareness, yeah. interest, you know, then they might want to have a desire, um, that's and then true, they might yes. convert. And then there's so many different stages, but mm-hmm. we can talk about that offline <laughs> or in yes, another room. But it will oh, start um, with Yeah, thank you. And then thank like sparking an interest, and then, sure. uh, uh, yeah, and there's other stages following that. But thank you, Sweater. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Thank you, a favor little, You're no, welcome. Just a bit of a start, and I'll, I'll pass the mic back to Favour.
0: Thank you so much. I wanted to ask Sweater before we go to CJ and, uh, and and Jungle. Um, Sweater, have you used Pinterest for business before? Yes, I am
3: currently running two Pinterest pin shops. So uh, I was trying to build an email list, but I was just getting not getting the right way you know you suggested so many ways so i'm gonna do it right now Thank
0: okay you so what's you're welcome what's the what's your pinterest name because i want to look at it right
5: now
3: all uh, right uh the first one is color and thread and the second one i just built the last one
0: it's impressions to seal okay so i see the color and th- is it the one that has flowers on it yeah oh this is beautiful i love the shop and I love the presentation. It looks really good. I would definitely say that your title, the big bold word, should also have your keywords. And by the keywords, I mean that, like you said, um, Color and Thread is excited to bring handmade gift items. Thank you and happy shopping, which is really nice. I think if you also add next to Color Color and Thread, I'm sorry, Color and Thread when you add right after that you should have like handmade gifts you should also have something like um, items to buy or things that are also integrated to gift wrappings because these are things people are going to be looking for and you can also pop up in the results i look at one of your your pins the first one i like the the ferrero chocolates with the um the holy colors I think that if you also think about creating your pins with a 2 by three ratio and what I mean by a 2 by three ratio is a vertical image. you can also use that on canva as well and a 2 by three image does two things for you on Pinterest. one, it gives you more um, visibility because it's a long vertical image. people can be able to you know connect to that image and secondly, It also fills up the the phone screen because when people are also searching on Pinterest, most times they're using their mobile phones. According to research, they may use their desktops, but what stands out more would be having um, two by three ratios that are gonna help you do better. And even with your pictures, they look really nice, very, very nice. But I think also if you add call to actions, which is also known as in-text graphics to them, it's also going to help people understand what the pins are about because if I click on one of them I love the 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 designs that you have as well for the bedroom now if you think about the picture I love the blue colors I love the design I love the furniture now also to add on top of that in your description instead of letting them know the sizes like this is like a 200 by 150 for um, room deco with a B4 instead of putting it there, that could go to your website where they will click on it. And on the actual image, you can change that to, you know, talking about what are the bohemian styles and tapestries that you can do in your home decor in your living room. Now, when someone sees that, they're seeing an image, they're seeing text, and they're seeing something to tap on. And it's also a vertical image. So now I'm intrigued by the design, by the decor. I tap on it, it takes me to the, the website that actually has this product, and I'm able to now shop because by the time I'm getting to your shop, I've already seen what it is for and where I can be able to envision it in my own room or in my own closet. So you're bringing one step closer when you're able to actually create intentional posts that have call to actions that are actually with text graphics on the images. So that's one thing I would definitely say for your site and for your Pinterest.
3: Wow, thanks so much. Yeah, I was supposed to leave my notes. Thank you so much, favor. Thank you. I'll definitely do it.
0: Thanks again. You're welcome. I'll definitely DM you as well just to give you some extra tips on and things that you can be able to strategize for this year because you have an amazing store, and I believe that anybody can really do well on Pinterest if they really are specific, and I definitely see you in that space too. Oh, thank you. Thank you're,
3: you so much.
0: You're welcome. Hey CJ, what's good? Thank you so much for being here. How are you? Right, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Tell me more about your business, what you do, and and um, what your goals are. Where I can help? Cool. So,
4: so like I said, I was doing dropshipping for Amazon um, initially, but um, I find i was getting a bit saturated, so I started to look into affiliate marketing. And um, so I just created a website where I, I um, did the certain products that I recommended, and I started blogging.
0: i definitely i'm i was actually looking at your your site and your pinterest as well just to see and i i like um it's called acres world right yeah tell me more about it what what is the goal of your business definitely say that for your products, there should be a way that people can feel like they're going into your world, even though you're dealing with drop shipping, because I'm looking at your pins. You have about 50 followers and about 36.6 K monthly viewers, which is good already telling you that there's an audience. And before I go any further, have you ever looked at your Pinterest analytics?
4: I mean, if that's what you mean the individual peers, just to see the
0: stats okay are you able to check your analytics right now um yeah um yeah, go ahead okay so under analytics you'll see overview Wait, am I able to do that on the, on the mobile app yes you can okay so you go to your homepage on your mobile and the pinterest app go to your profile and then on the top right you should see about they're like um it's an icon but they have like three little um, rectangles it should give you either options of analytics or ads i can't see
4: it just here
0: you know where you go to the settings on your profile oh uh, yeah yeah okay yeah you should see analytics it should pop up um on the bottom half of your screen Okay, so um, the, on the bottom, your logo, click on your logo. Yeah. And then when you get to your logo, you should see some options on the top right. Um, no, I can't do this. I can only see in the same. Like when you see, when you look at that, you you click on your logo and then you'll click on the three... On the top, if you have a Pinterest for business account, you should see two tools. You should see one to the left and one to the right, but it's on the top right. It should tell... Are you, are you, are you able to... Um, sorry, I'm it, Maybe probably do it on my laptop. Yeah, because if you click on it, it should tell you analytics and ads. And then you, that's a business tool that is available for you when you click on your logo. Yeah, I can't see it on the... On the- OK, um, but what I was just going to get to because of everyone that's also on stage two is that what you need to do is that you check your analytics under the overview. And what you're going to do is you're going to look at the performance over time. What I love about Pinterest is that you can check your performance over time within seven days, 14 days, 21 days, 30 days, 60 days and 90 days. The reason why it caps at 90 is because Pinterest is a seasonal app. It's a seasonal search engine. People are searching for things within different seasons and different times. So when you use your Pinterest trends tool, which is available for you under analytics as well, you will be able to see what's trending. And then within your boards right now, you have only about three boards. And those three boards need to be very specific instead of having Acres World Store. No one's going to search for Acres World Store verbatim because no one's going to search for that on Pinterest. Brands on Pinterest are not even searched for. If I'm looking for socks, I'm going to find socks and I'll find a Nike. But I didn't search for Nike. You get me? So So when you think about creating your boards, you think about creating the boards and segmenting them according to what the aisles are telling you just like I gave that example of the grocery store. If you're able to now segment and say, okay, these are appliances, this are f- this is furniture, you put them according to their boards and link them to the same place. But because of the descriptions, they have to also create value when you're also adding it back to the algorithm. Because if, if Pinterest is not gonna push your, your pin up to the algorithm because it's in the wrong board, number one, Two, it has a wrong description. And three, you don't have the right keyword to support that image. So you have to make sure that when you're creating these things, like you have another board that says blog business brand. Those are three boards in one. You can literally have those as completely different boards which also expands your reach because now the more boards you have, and especially starting with five to 10 boards, it's really strong because those are the boards that people are gonna follow. MJ talked about, you know, she has some followers on her boards. That's because people are searching for those things and they're finding her as the lead. And that's what's creating that connection and that community. So you have to be authoritative in your segment because if you're just saying Acres World Store, blog, business, brand, they don't know what to follow. I may not like a blog, but I have a business. I may not be a brand, but I'm trying to build my business. So you have to think about how those things are working for you so that you're not overwhelmed with data that you can actually use to your advantage. So I hope that helps you too, CJ. CJ yeah it does
4: it does um, i want to be when so i get the shots and i just <laughs> go through it again
2: how I, I heard you guys talking to me and my hands were full i could not get to my mic so i'm sorry about that before but how we come,
1: you, we'll definitely come to you mj for a second can i just add one other thing to cj mj then we come to you then janet and, J- and jungle as well one other tip cj if i look at your board and janet has just joined welcome you must be thinking what are we talking about and hi miss jade and megan uh, we've got about say 15 minutes or so left uh we've been going almost an hour we're just answering some of your questions on you know uh whether it's pinterest a business uh email marketing if it's blogging your website seo driving traffic say from your email to your website or from pinterest to your website keywords uh what makes a good call to action in any any kind of platform um so back to your we were looking at cj's um Pinterest, which is Akers World, which is like his name, A-K-E-R-S world, I would say just looking at as someone completely new and outsider, if you can somehow form like a consistent look and feel to your boards, do you know what I mean? Even though you represent other businesses in terms of style maybe, or maybe a color palette or something, um, try and have like a nice kind of look and feel, which even though it's their individual businesses it looks like it's from you you know Yeah, yeah right now everything looks if you look at it yourself now with like my lens or a customer lens I'm seeing big images small images I'm seeing text I'm seeing big titles I'm seeing some titles that catch my eyes like why is reading important that really stands out with like graphics but then I'm seeing some article style some infographics so maybe either it could be how you position them uh, with a bit of thought, like you know, new in Instagram gallery, whether it's by color, style, content, font, um, whatever it may be. But I think that might be really nice or factual, like you've got the did you know's, those are really nice. Maybe group them together or have a little thought about how you could plan this because a lot of your posts, sorry, boards are black and some are like the light colors, like the whites and the gray, which are really nice. But you might want to stick to one because then. If I scroll, then this looks like this is Acre's world because it looks consistent. Would you agree, Favor?
5: What would you say? How do
1: you feel about that as well? I would agree.
0: Yeah, out of the look and feel, I already know that in Acre's world store, I feel like I'm going into your world and I like that. But I want to go into your world through different dimensions. I want Mm. to feel like your world has a lot to offer. And it's not just one big place. There are other things supporting the world. Like Sims, if you're growing something, you have to build a city. You have to build a hallway. You have to build an experience so that when people are actually enjoying your pins or following your boards, they are following exactly what they're looking for. Even though if I click on your pins, for example, you may be having, for example, there's a humidifier and then on the next, there's a a watch, there's a tracker watch There's also a neon canvas. Now, when you think about this, you sell cool products, which are amazing. But I think also if you segment these products by their categories, then you're going to start getting more eyeballs to those categories, because from my end, I can already see that you the last time you pinned was 23 hours ago. Now, anybody that is checking your pins out is going to see that hourly factor, that time factor, and that's where you're going to capitalize on your pins, because When you have pins and boards that are updated, just like you update your blogs, just like you regularly send emails, just like you regularly check your SEO on your website, that is another practice people don't think about because when you update your boards, even though you put a board two years ago or a pin two years ago, because that board is still active, it's still fresh, you still have pins in there, You're going to capitalize on your time because people are going to find things within your board that shows more about you rather than just fluffing everything in one because you can actually get more keywords for more descriptions within a shorter time. I hope that helps, CJ. Yes, it
4: does. It does, actually. And I actually found the analytics
0: as well. Exactly. You found the analytics, right? Yeah. So under analytics, right, go to overview. And then do you see a section that says split by? Um, I've got to audience. Yes, there's total... Um, Exactly. There's the section that should tell you split by that says no split. I put put it in my stories, so you can check my Instagram stories. I put a section that calls no split. Now, no split, it it takes um, content type, claimed accounts, device, source, and format. These are different areas within your Pinterest that you could capitalize on and know exactly what people are looking for. For example, under source, you can be able to see whether it's your pins or other people's pins under form. You see that, right? So so when you look at those analytics over the last 30 days, over the last 60 days and 90 days, because Pinterest is very hands on, it's very like. If you're putting something in real time, it's actually happening at the same time back to you based on the search that you give it. So you may see video is doing better than your story. You may see that standard, which is also known as image, is doing better than your product. Then you know where to capitalize on and you know which one to do more of because all of them are gonna contribute to your monthly viewers. It's not just one pin, it's a collective. And that's where you have to be strategic from your pins and your descriptions. So I'll definitely say this before we get to MJ, click the link in my bio and the first thing that you're going to see there is called a social media marketing quiz when you fill that up i'm going to get back to you with a comprehensive message because i just don't want to be talking on pinterest and seo marketing and clubhouse and not actually helping you with them so i actually want to be actionable and practical about how i'm helping people on clubhouse so if you can do this one favor for me please just click the link in my bio and the first thing that you see there is social media um, marketing quiz when you click on it fill up the quiz and it's a few questions. It's going to take you two minutes, and then I'm going to get back to you through the email and give you something that's more comprehensive for you to start somewhere. Uh, thank you. Is it, is it so that's your Instagram bio, right? Yeah, my Instagram bio. The, yeah.
1: And guys, if you're finding this useful, helpful, enjoyable, uh, please follow the plug. Pinterest and SEO marketing. I promise, promise you, it will bring you a lot of value, a lot of um, knowledge, and a lot of confidence. Like I didn't know about Pinterest marketing, really. I use it myself, personally, and when I'm doing work, actually, and when doing my work, I'm like, wow, when I type in user journey mapping or brand strategy or, um, you know, loyalty and customers or whatever I'm looking for, I actually find it so incredible, and I've seen how advanced it's become in terms of the companies that are out there or the, the curators out there using it successfully, visually. And driving people from that board or pin to their website is very smart. So I just wanted to say that. And thank you so much for your patience, Jungle and Janet. Welcome. And MJ, MJ. before, um, I know you were busy. I know you've got things going on in the background. But we were just asking you, give us one or two search words in your industry. And we could check out your Pinterest if you like. Janet and Jungle, it doesn't have to be Pinterest. You could have a question about email, communications, your website, anything you like we can extend a little bit for you can i ask yeah. you a really quick question first though sure and this room okay. is been recorded by the way Janet and jungle i know you've really- recent <laughs> on stage just to let like, you know if that's okay because i've got to start driving in a second so i'm not okay go straight, go straight. So i was just gonna ask favor what was your interest again because i didn't catch it
0: my pinterest account my yeah. P- my pinterest is called work and play entertainment so if you just type in the, the username, which is Play Inc. Online, that's yeah, O N L I N E. Play Inc. Online, Um, you should see the description that says digital marketing. It should also say entertainment news and athleisure wear. Okay, brilliant. I've written that
1: down.
2: So I'll look it when I get home. Okay. All right, I'm going to just be listening now. can't ask no questions because at least I'm going to get in the car. But no, it's been useful for the last... 10 minutes I've been in here, so thank you
0: You're welcome, I'll keep in touch with you Thank you so much for being here Hey MJ, I know you've been waiting, let's let's talk What do you have for me? No,
2: I, I, I've been listening, I've been literally listening And I was hearing all you said about CPJs, and, and I'm not, I, like I said, my hands are kind of occupied So I can't even get to my Pinterest But my Pinterest is so different from what I'm doing here on Clubhouse And I kind of want to um, gear towards do I add more Pinterest boards in that vein, or do I start a whole new Pinterest that's just geared towards that? That was my question.
0: And and then at a later date, I'm going to have you show me the analytics because I, I need to sort of walk that through and I can't do that right now. Okay. So thank you so much, Mayor. You guys are super awesome, both of you, and I appreciate everything. I'm MJ I'm done You're welcome. Anytime. Um, I would ask one more question before I answer these two audiences are they are they complementing each other or are they completely different?
2: Completely different. I mean, design. Well, some of it's travel, like a like if I'm going to Croatia, well, not now during COVID, but like last trip to Croatia or to Bali or wherever, I do Pinterest boards for where I'm going. So those have some travel stuff in it, but it's more personal. Like that's my trip. That's where I'm. help yeah that's the same hand hand, there's boards like about weddings or if i'm throwing a party i like to get ideas for the party or just even fashion inspiration so it's it runs and and design stuff house stuff furniture so i have like a bunch of boards but it's so it's 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 all over the map.
0: okay that makes it clearer for me i would say two things you could either do them in two ways the first way could be if you want to keep your current pinterest business account then you could still keep that, but have the boards as a secret board. And what that does as a secret board is that it doesn't take you out of Pinterest and having you to have another account, but you can still maintain the inspirational content that you want to build within that platform. But at the same time, when you're thinking about creating content that converts for your Pinterest business account, then you have to be intentional about the audience that's actually keying in. Because on Pinterest, when you're creating keywords... Those keywords and those searches happen to come back to your attention when you're specific. When you think about SEO, for example, with SEO, you have to be repetitive. You have to be repetitive across your copy. Those are one thing that people don't really know about. Because when you're thinking about your relevance score, you have to make sense. You have to have relatable items. And on Pinterest, when you have between one to two sentences as your keyword description, they need to have long tail keywords there that need to attract the audience you're looking for. And if you're not able to do that with the audience that you currently have, and it's a completely different audience that is actually looking for that, then you're going to confuse the algorithm and that wouldn't be good. So I would definitely advise either you keep them as secret boards and keep it rolling like that. or have a completely different pinterest business account for that specific reason because another thing with pinterest business is that you have to connect it and claim it to your website or claim it to your youtube or claim it to your etsy or claim it to your instagram and what that does is that the section that i talked about with the analytics that's where it's going to really drive the efforts and make sure that they show you exactly what the metrics are telling you based on the people and the searches that are coming to your page And that is highly dependable on the research that is being conducted. So you don't want to be too far off from the audience that you're actually looking for. Because I had a client recently, she had about 33,000 followers, but her views were below a thousand. And you're wondering, where are all these 33,000 followers? It's not like they're not there, but because the existence of the content needs to be consistent to the contents of the conversation, that's where you're able to drive that engagement because On Pinterest, there are two sections. There's one section that that says like, and there's another section that says helpful. So helpful is like a review. And if people are not participating or engaging in your story pins or in your pins and boards about the specific audience that you're driving through, then they're not going to pay attention entirely to that because it's a completely different audience. So you always want to reset. You always want to make sure that you're having those keyword descriptions in the keyword strategy. That's why I asked you earlier if you had a few keywords I could search for you right now. And um, I'm, I'm going to talk about globetrotting. So I didn't know if that's something that you wanted me to check out so you can actually see what people no, are searching nothing. for. it's, it's
2: not anywhere on my Pinterest board. Wow. Wait, 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 wait.
0: That's because my Pinterest board is purely personal right now. I haven't even gone there Oh. yet. Oh. So your Pinterest, okay, now I get it. So your Pinterest at the moment is not a business account. It's just a Pinterest personal account. Right. Okay. That even makes it even better for you because you can keep your personal account. And then under the settings section, you will see uh, there's a drop down icon towards the right. And then you will see a place where it says add a business account. So when you add that business account, it's going to be a completely different entity from your personal account. Because you'll have to claim your website. You need to have a new username and you can do that if you want to keep that within the same email login that you have. But if not, if you want to change that, you have to create that business account on a different Gmail account. So those are the two options that you have, but you don't have to take away your personal. Now I get it. You can keep your personal, but for business, it has to definitely change because that's where you're going to get the best analytics and report for your analysis. Okay, great.
2: Thank you so much. My sister just joined. She missed the whole thing. All about business (laughs) analytics and Pinterest and how we drive the the business. Okay, thank you guys so much. You guys will have to
1: come back. Don't worry, this is not the last. This is the first of many collabs. And Uh, I I guess... Go on, Amar, sorry. And I was just going to say to you guys, MJ, CJ, all these J's, MJ, CJ's, (laughs) Janet and Jungle, two J's, um, two J's. Um, I'm just on my computer right now, guys, and you must, if you haven't, and those in the audience are Katie, Danielle, welcome, Miss Jade, Megan, Coconut, Miller, we're nearly closing guys but uh, if you go on the website, if you have a device to your hand right now, type in answer the public it is incredible, you can type in a a keyword um, and find out what people are asking about it or talking about it, so I've literally put in travel okay, and it says all the kind of questions people are asking about travel it's it's given me about the top 40 questions and it's heat mapped it a bit, so like for example they're asking things like travel, these holiday they're asking um travel these tourism travel in tourism of course travel in jobs travel in GCSEs you know uh, travel like a local travel like a boss travel insider travel or buy a house oh my goodness even just from this one search that can yeah. help you with like the boards you create. keywords you use depend on what people are asking so janet i know you're about ethical and sustainability kind of products and design you might type that in and see what are people talking about what are they asking um and then you can kind of create or shape your content based on that or your questioning or your calls to action it is really insightful guys super easy and super free um there is a pro version but i'm honestly on it now you could impress your clients do you know what I mean if they say hey tell us what's going on and so and um, so or what are your thoughts you could even pull up something like this as a conversation starter I'm certainly going to use it for my client actually yes so if I type in the word luxury right guys if you can do it in real time with me that would be amazing so type in the word luxury if you have your phone to your hand or your laptop right I'm going to type it in now and this is what's going to come up uh, the questions that are being asked and this is UK specific so this is what's come up
0: Oh typical. I'll What's do there? the US, you'll do the UK and then yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> this
2: is fun. So guys we yeah. might get you involved in things. Okay, so, it's just loading.
0: Okay, the one that I got for luxury in the US, I have about three hundred and ninety-two results. And yeah, and when you check when you check your answer the public ratings, you're gonna have to scroll down because there are different sections too. There's something that says questions, there's something yeah. that says prepositions there's something that says comparisons then there's alphabeticals and then there's related so make sure you're focusing on the first 3 which are questions prepositions and comparisons and then when you're looking at the the board when you're looking at this graph you'll notice that you can see the dark green to the light green so the dark green the darker it is it shows you that that's something that's more searchable and that's actually higher in traffic rather than the the light green one that's almost faded. So for luxury, I see here I'll I'll just pick out 3. The first one that I get for luxury is why luxury items are overrated. The next one is which luxury SUV is most reliable, and the third one is um I'll choose can luxury vinyl be installed on stairs. Now, I would have never asked that question, but people are asking those questions. So if you think about luxury, you can now Size that down to what you're looking for. Take that keyword, go to your Google search, and use an extension called Uber Suggest. And I'll give you guys this pro tip for free use this Chrome extension called Uber Suggest. And you're going to get something on your Resolve feed on on Google that's going to show you the cost per click and the volume so that you can be able to know how to capitalize when you're using these keywords on Pinterest. So I'll hand it over back to you, Amra. What are the words that you see for luxury? Do you know
1: what? I've maxed out my free searches.
0: <laughs> yeah, you only get Already? two a day.
1: Oh yeah i did luxury and travel but it was just insane like you'd be blown away so jungle you could do fruits or exotic fruits cj you could do businesses or shipping or affiliate, affiliate marketing or whatever you wish mj you could do travel stuff janet you could do your kind of niche and you'd be that will make your life easy and whatever you guys in the audience are interested in or your businesses are about or your personal interests go have a look it tells you as um Faye said what people are asking what a great way to find out and shape your content around or your messaging around or your images or pins or stories around. So that's one massive tip. And he's just given you another one for free, but he's so lovely and amazing. Like you don't always get all these things. Uh, this Uber suggests is that extension, which tells you the, uh, the click through the volume of click through rates of certain words. Right. That's what you said, favorite. it's very right. yes. late here. I'm a bit tired. Here. Oh, it's, <laughs>
0: it's okay. So,
1: um, I hope you're finding some of these tips useful, guys. And yeah, MJ, that's what I would say is start a brand new business account for your travel business. You and Katie, you know, take these little steps one by one. You can always ask Faber. You can ask me. You can Google. And you know, it's got to start somewhere. But you've got such a beautiful topic and industry that's going to open up slowly, and there's big demand. People are dying to, you know, travel and fly. They're already planning, even in the luxury market, they're ready to go. I've been doing research. Um, So you guys should get in there, you know, kind of start inviting, open up this new world of discovery that's waiting for people slowly and safely. So start playing around, start experimenting, and don't be afraid, and invest as an investment
0: exactly back to
1: you back to you favor. yeah especially Pinterest as favor said your pins and boards will stay there for years and it gets better and better in terms of visits engagement traffic it doesn't kind of die out
0: exactly back to
1: you and and time wise guys we've got our last lovely person on stage is jungle check out his instagram too check out his product and business it's really incredible show some support to each other guys you are all doing amazing things and have talents in your own ways you know give that love and support help each other um most of your entrepreneurs in here i believe uh, so yeah back to your favor
0: thank you so much i appreciate it i would definitely say that you should also think about the 80 20 rule And think about repurposing content because you may get overwhelmed about all the content that you have to produce in a day or in a week, but you could segment that exactly to how you want people to perceive that information. Like for what I do with the podcast, right? like right now we're on a podcast, the We Don't Play podcast, available on all podcast platforms. And what you see is that I would take this podcast episode and then I would take that to my story pin on Pinterest and then I would make sure I have a keyword or a tag that lets people know exactly what the context of the conversation is happening in that pin. And then if you're using Instagram reels, it's literally the same thing as Pinterest stories because Pinterest stories just started up recently and they're actually favoring that algorithm because people are using story pins to interact more as a creator. Pinterest right now is also advancing creators to actually be more excited about what they create. So the more you're able to create meaningful value, adding value to your funnels, adding value to your conversations and giving people a reason to come back, then you're actually giving people a lot. I would definitely say this too. I also said this in my podcast earlier today in the recording that you need to give nine times and ask once. When you give nine times and ask once, what you're doing is that you're giving people enough content that they need because not everything that you're gonna give them is what they're gonna use exactly how you said it but it's going to cause an impact. It's going to cause curiosity and it's also going to create a ripple effect. So you have to be intentional about what you're searching for, what people are finding you for. If it's luxury, if it's brand, what are those things that make you stand out? When you think about Nike's commercials as well, you don't see them focusing on their products. You think about the stories that they're telling. You see the imagery that is being put put there. You're thinking about the content. You're thinking about the end result and that's the consumer. And when you think about that, the byproduct should be how you should get them there so be very consistent be very alert with your keywords because those long tail keywords are very different literally boutique for women and women's boutique have completely two different audiences, even though it sounds the same thing, but on Google, it says something different. So you have to be very specific on how you phrase these keywords. How are they affecting your search results and how are they affecting your brand as a whole? So when you think about combining all these things together, it makes sure that your 80%, your 20% are adequately shared and you're able to create that content for yourself. Before we get to, before we get to Jungle, um, this is the Pinterest and SEO Marketing Club thank you so much for being here. Um, If you PTR and you also click the link in my bio, click on the link in my bio. And the first thing that you see under the YouTube video is a social media marketing quiz. Tap on it and finish the quiz. Because after that, I want to give you guys actionable tips that you can actually use for your business. Because I've realized that on Clubhouse, we can give all these topics and give all these tips. And yes, they are valuable. Yes, we're writing notes. Yes, we're implementing them. But I realize there's a disconnect between applying it by yourself and applying it with somebody who actually knows what they did. And that's where I want to help and bridge that gap. Whether here, whether in real time, whether off on Zoom, whatever it is we can be able to do to get to the next step. We can do that and I'm happy when I hear success stories because Pinterest sounds like a hard thing but it's so easy because it's an inspirational platform first so when you think about blogging and marketing and emails and all this stuff all this thing underlines to the same thing which means copy so what is your copy what is your disruptive analysis what is your breakdown and those are things that we can be able to talk about throughout the platform and I'm looking forward to hearing jungle's question Amra you had something to say
1: I was just going to say, uh, you remind me, favour, that, you know, Pinterest is a happy platform. Remember? It inspires people. They go there to look, enjoy, escape, dream, get mesmerized, you know, get drawn into that experience, that, that page, that board. It's a bit of a rabbit hole. I'm sure most of you have explored, you know, you can get lost into it. And sometimes the pins and boards you see are so beautiful. I do it myself, even in a professional manner. I'm just blown away by the content and I feel like that is sometimes more relevant when I type in Google. So like if I type in, I don't know, luxury travelers or luxury travel for example, I find that more inspiring, easy to use, up to date because of the nature of the platform, you know, and easy to navigate. If I like something, I click on it, it shows me other content similar to it. And it's a journey and a chain. And then I'm driven to that website. And it's incredible, guys. I highly recommend don't just see it as a personal platform look at it for your kind of business uh, needs as well and research and other ideas look at others what they're doing a lot of the work there is done for you you know if you type in website design it comes up with so many beautiful boards and pins so it's an enjoyable happy platform and that's what you want your end user to feel right you can just blow them away and like share what you love doing or what you're good at with them Um, I know Janet's in textiles, you know, show your creations, use those keywords, find out what people are talking about. So I just wanted to remind you guys that. So thank you so much, Faber. Um,
0: Back to you. Thank you so much. Jungle, hey, how you doing? Oh, sorry, we can't hear you. Sorry, I was saying I'm not too bad. How are things with you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. What's your question? Do
5: you know, it was actually mainly around blogging because, um, yeah, I guess naturally blogging is what everyone would expect to help with SEL, which is which makes a lot of sense in terms of... Um, Jungle, is
1: quality. your audio quality high, please? You sound a bit muffly. Do
5: um, you know what? I think it might be my phone. How does it sound now? A bit better. Okay. Um, maybe I should just put my headphones in. Um, That's
1: okay. Don't worry if you can't. It's just... I'm, like, really listening so carefully, and as I'm sure everyone else is, to yeah. hear you, especially as this is being recorded. So if you can, that'd be great. <laughs> better, thank you. Does it um, yeah. better now? Yes. Yes. Thank you. So carry on, please. Okay.
5: Yeah, so, sorry, the question was mainly around um, blogging. Um, so it was mainly around um, what, how it actually helps with SEO. And the reason I ask is because... Like, I've been trying to blog on my own website, but um, I guess a lot of SEO things I've looked at, like SEO ability and things like that, have sort of said that there's not enough content for it to actually be viable. So even if there is quality in the content or, you know, you try to make it really specific with keywords, um, you know, depending on what you're trying to target, just because there isn't enough content there is almost as if it just doesn't help as much. And again, I guess I'm assuming, you know, the likes of, like, Google uses other signals like, you know, the um, weight of the people that give you backlinks and stuff like that to rank you higher anyway. So realistically, if all of that is what makes a difference, you know, if you get like a shout out from like the Daily Mail, you know, I'm sure that would boost your website. But if all of that is what helps, then is blogging really that necessary?
0: This is what I would say. And this is a great question you brought up here. The first thing that you should know is that Google changes their algorithm at least eight times a day. That tells you that if you posted something today, by this time tomorrow, it's going to have a completely different search ranking. And that's highly dependable on how you were able to optimize your website. And before you even get to rank on Google, you need to have these two things in place. The first thing you need to have is your Google Analytics installed, which is free. The second thing that you need to have is your Google Search Console. Now, your Google search console has something called a sitemap. And what that sitemap does is that from an SEO standpoint, it indexes your Google pages and your Google website pages from your domain name or whatever you're hosting your website through. And that is giving you information about your business. So in each of your web pages, you have something called a title and you have something called a description. Now, within the title, it needs to be about, I think, maximum of 65 characters. And in your description, I think you have to have about 155 characters max. Now, think about Twitter back in the day when it used to be like 140 characters. Now, you have to be very specific on how you should be able to create that content within a short span of time. With a short concise text bracket and it needs to have keywords in there at least one or two keywords most likely one because you want to rank for something but if you have a long tail keyword it could serve as two now to your question blog pages rank on google as web pages now when you're ranking on google you're not ranking as a website you're ranking as a web page that's why you don't rank for all the pages on your site because some pages have search queries that people are looking for that have results within your website domain. Just like for me right now, because of my Google search query, I've got to realize and I've tested this out and I'm excited because I know that it works for people and there's a way to do it. If you search on Google right now within the US space, if you search on Google right now, play music on Clubhouse, my website is ranking within the first page. And that's because I wrote a blog on December 3rd, 2020, about how to use Clubhouse. And I had a podcast about it. So I was not intentional about ranking on Google. I was intentional about how am I adding value to this keyword? And at that time, Clubhouse was still fairly new. So I looked out and I was like, there are not so many blogs talking about it apart from like Oprah's magazine and a few other social media websites. And I said, okay, let me add my own two pieces to it. And I added it and now I'm ranking. So I'm not looking forward to the rank. I'm looking forward to the value. And through my analytics, through my website, I can see where the people are clicking from. And I'm excited because I'm able to tell that data right back to the source that people need this information more than the other audience. So when you have a blog, be very specific about your heading tags. Be very specific about the embedded codes, because if you embed like a YouTube video or you embed a Pinterest code, that's also going to boost your algorithm because you're creating an authority. You're creating a site link. You're creating a backlink. Those things are gonna help you. With the Uber suggest that I gave you earlier, you can check out for backlinks there that can help you support your blogs. And think about like citing a paper. You know, back in the day, if you have a graduate paper, You're citing a paper. You need to cite it accordingly to how that context was described in the previous text. So when you're doing that for your business, you're thinking about the long tail keyword research. You also have to think about the number, and people actually don't get this, the number of times you use the same keyword across your blog matters. There's a target competition that has an average score that tells you, and I talk about this more in my course, the Pinterest marketing course, and I show people how you can be able to create content that converts and know the number of times to use this actual keyword for it to rank on Google. Because you may think you're ranking on Google for one word, but you're actually ranking for the other word. And there's a search volume and there's SEO difficulty. The higher the SEO difficulty, the harder you're going to rank. The lower the SEO difficulty, the higher and the better chance you're going to rank because one, it's not too hard for people to remember. Two, it's within a long tail keyword. And three, there's a keyword density to it. So when you're thinking about your blogs, you're writing for the source. Sometimes you may say, oh, I need to hit hit about 2000 words or 2000 characters. Those things are helpful. But at the same time, it's a quality that matters. If I use the same keyword maybe three times across and the target keyword competition is two words, then I'm outranking the competition because I'm very specific about how I'm phrasing my text. So these are things that you have to be very technical about. It's not about what you're typing. It's how it's typed. So I hope that actually helps answer your question, Jungle, before we get to Amra's um, question or comment. Yeah, most
5: definitely. Um, Yeah, no, yes, Yeah. interest what would you say
2: is an adequate amount of uh, information to have then um, on our webpage then um,
5: because it's weird like you know some of i've got some recipes and i can't write any more unless i was I, i'm guessing that's why people put reviews and stuff on their recipes as well but um, yeah what, what would you say is an adequate amount or what's the normal go-to standard
0: i wouldn't say there's a standard because the algorithm changes over time But I think the more you're able to update your blogs, and Neil Patel also talks about this too, for every one blog that he publishes, for every one blog that he publishes, he's able to update about 21 blogs. That tells you that the 21 blogs and the articles that you've done previously can always be redesigned, reimagined. You know, if you have recipes and you run out of recipes, then you can use an authoritative website to backlink what you've said, to boost what you've said, so that you can be able to rank more. In the competition score, usually you can have, let's say the competition for this keyword has three images and you have five images. Now, maybe when you started, you had one or two images. Now, you were not ranking because your alt text and your meta tag in those pictures they didn't have a direct flow. If you look at your Chrome, for example, and you open a new website and you right click it or you double um, punch it, you will see a section that says inspect element. Now, the element is a picture or it's a source data. And what that does is that it gives you the alt text that was described in that exact photo. So think about your pictures, think about your text as descriptive information that Google is indexing through their sitemap. And when you're able to create that value, then you can tell that, okay, if I'm searching on Google and the first five results show me one, two, three pictures in each of these articles, then I know I need to do three images for this article. So it's very visual. But I think it's more technical than visual when you're thinking about creating value for people that are searching for things that are within your bracket. So you don't want to be searching for everything or ranking for everything, but you want to be very specific to how people find you and how they can find you is the more you're able to actually reference to other things and people and actual links that connect with what you're saying, which also adds value to your context. Because if I'm reading a blog and I see something that's a reference to that blog, I'm gonna click on that link to learn more. So instead of me telling you, click here to learn more, it's already there as a hyperlink. And now people are able to detect that as a hyperlink because it has a different color, it has a different connotation and you know what that means. So when you're able to build that culture connectively, and also consistently, then your rankings are going to be based on your relevance score and how you're able to apply that knowledge to the best of your ability with that keyword resource. So I hope that helps too.
1: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Thank you very much. That's okay, Jungle. Hopefully that was helpful. Just the more comprehensive, the more useful, the better, the more links, subheadings, headings, images, you know? Um just in a nutshell, to say what Faber was saying. So back to you, Faber. we have overran quite a bit. If you would like to maybe wrap
2: it
0: up. Oh, yes, definitely. And if you have any questions, please um, please let me know and then we can open up the room. But if not, then um, right now it's it's time for us to go. I'm excited that you were all able to be here. Um, make sure that you're also able to tune in to the We Don't Play podcast station. And this episode is also going to be replayed towards the end of the week so that in case you missed out on anything, you can be part of this conversation because I want to help where I can and I want to also impact people that actually can use this content for their own conversion tools. And it's not hard. Everybody has a starting point and everybody has a commitment to a goal. I do. Everybody does. And I want to see everybody get to their own levels of success. So with that being said, follow the Pinterest and SEO marketing club. If you haven't, um, you can follow me, follow Amra as well, because we're going to be hosting these rooms more frequently. And if you also want to be part of this conversation, the people that are going to be here as members, Towards the end of the month, I'm going to be coming up with an announcement and I'm going to be talking about it more because I want to actually advance this social media marketing. And if you haven't tried it right now, it'll be great for you to actually check out the quiz that I talked about earlier in the conversation. If you click the link in my bio and you click the first thing that you see there that says social media marketing quiz you'll be able to fill that out. And I've actually seen CJ, I've just seen your response. Thank you so much for filling it out. I'm going to definitely get back to you. And, you know, just building the commitment to actually stay consistent and offer value. That's what we're here for to do on Clubhouse because we've never met... But because of the connection that we're having here, (laughs) I've been able to connect with Amra. I also see Vanessa in the audience. Thank you so much for being here. These are people that I've met on Clubhouse that I actually love being around because they offer value. And when you sharpen someone's expansion and knowledge, you also get sharpened because you're also adding value to the table. Everybody here is a genius. So we're just helping each other grow. Thank you so much once again for being here. Amra, do you like to say anything else and let people know how they can reach out to you before we go? Yeah, just
2: a massive
1: thank you guys thoroughly enjoyed it this is our first collaboration as you can tell as i was saying favor is so knowledgeable like even i'm always like taken aback and i'm learning and listening he's got his expertise i've got my own own, minds more communications and marketing and strategy he's more like seo and pinterest and like the website stuff i'm more user experience and like customer journey mapping and personas and audience stuff and like understanding them and their pain points and needs and goals and like kind of you know centering around them so we've got so much to offer but we've thoroughly enjoyed it we've thoroughly ha- enjoyed having you on stage you guys make it so sort of like doing the real time and they're checking out your profile maybe on pinterest or instagram or whatever it may be giving you real kind of feedback there and then and collectively even so don't be afraid i know it might sound a bit overwhelming maybe sometimes some of the keywords or the jargon but we've tried to keep it quite basic quite simple just to ease you guys in especially if you're like new or beginners and not to like scare you in fact come here ask the questions like make your friendships this is a network actually it's a
2: resource for everybody
1: there'll be times where we might ask you guys stuff and vice versa you know you're all subject matter experts in your own fields. Uh, So we thoroughly thank you We hope you enjoyed it, I certainly did Even though I was so so tired I was like no, I'm not cancelling today Um, There's a lot of effort gone into this Especially from Faber's side Because he's done the majority of the talking So I know how much effort and organisation has gone So massive thank you to all of you Vanessa, Danielle, Miss J for listening Robin, Hardy, Coconut as well And then Sweater, Jungle, CJ and MJ on stage We really appreciate you Come back again and tell your friends or your network so we can help them too and if you want to collaborate or have any ideas let us know so yeah I'll just end it there
0: thank you so much once again and I wish you guys a wonderful time the next club that we're going to be having the next room we're going to be having is going to be on Friday and I'm so excited it's going to be at 7.15 Eastern time and I'm hosting two amazing guests if you check the events or just check the club you're going to see the events section we're going to be talking about how to build a generational actually let me put it like this how to build generational wealth with a strong mindset that's that's going to be the topic and i'm so excited to host with them as well they're going to be amazing people they're going to be amazing people and it's just going to be an amazing conversation so i'm looking forward to you guys being there and with that said have a wonderful day take care and i'll see you next time in the clubhouse rooms
2: yeah. Great, informative talk. Sorry, Thank I was unable to so really get in more, but really great. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Pleasure. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.